Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Rich Lee from St. Bonaventure University, and welcome to the weekly podcast from the Tap Into Greater OEN website. Um, my guests today are Amelia Kibbe, um, Kristen Caputo, and Hannah Gordon, and we're going to talk about a few things on the website, some things happening locally, and maybe you know um, a look ahead to some things happening next week. And um, Amelia, um, I wanted to start with with you because uh, we just posted a story that you wrote um, about um, Bruce Springsteen, who is performing here in Buffalo this Thursday night. But you found a local connection to him with, with a man named Greg Mitchell. Can you kind of explain who Greg Mitchell is and, and what his connection to Bruce Springsteen you know, has been over the years? Sure. Um, well, Greg Mitchell uh, was is actually from Buffalo. He's from the Niagara area. And he came to St. Bonaventure and graduated in 1970 with a journalism degree. And since then, he's definitely been one of the school's most uh, successful uh, graduates. He's been the editor-in-chief of a couple different magazines. He's done political stuff. He's written more than a dozen books. He's done rock and roll music. Um, and one of his most interesting stories is in his early years, he got the chance to meet uh, Bruce Springsteen. And it's a pretty interesting story of how they met, and it's chronicled in the story, which is on our Tap Into site. Okay, that's great. Yeah, it is um, a real fascinating story that, you know, you wouldn't imagine, like when it was back in the days when people had to beg journalists to come out to cover Bruce Springsteen, involves him performing at a prison and a, a lot of other interesting information um, in that story that's on, on our website, tap into greateroleon.net. And I know in working with you on the story, Amelia, you indicated you weren't particularly all that familiar with Bruce Springsteen, but you really did a, a good job of um, capturing um, you know, Greg's story. I wanted to ask the other folks on your line, uh, line about um, Bruce, because as um, you know, maybe a contemporary of Bruce Springsteen, I'm, I'm just a few years younger than him, but I grew up with his music, and I'm often amazed that young people um, seem to find him just as entertaining as, you know, uh, as older generations, and other people are somewhat indifferent to them. So I'm going to kind of ask the the other students. Uh, Hannah Gordon, I know you're a Beatle fan. You, know, you have um, any um, affection for Bruce Springsteen as a musician? Oh, absolutely. Um, I actually have a huge poster of Springsteen in my room in, uh, in school. But uh, I just, I grew up with classic rock. My parents uh, in Buffalo, there's a radio station called 97 Rock, and that's all I played was the classics um, from when I was growing up for my parents. So I listened to the Beatles, Springsteen, Billy Joel, all all the great uh, rock and rollers. So I just I have a huge, honestly, I have a huge crush on Bruce Springsteen and his music. Okay. Well, what would, I'm always curious. What is it about his music that resonates with? You know, pe- people your age. I, I know, as I said, I can identify with them. Also, aside from being you know close to him in age, I grew up in New Jersey, so a lot of his songs are familiar you know to me. But um, you know, as someone who's a college student, why does Bruce Springsteen appeal to you? Um, I think he's got a lot of just fun music that you can you just feel like you can yeah I can rock out to this. This is good. And then I think in combination because a lot of college students' parents you think would be your age then, and they that's what they love. So then they're playing that for their kids who are now in college, and we all grew up with it. So anybody who had rock and roller parents grew up with that. Like my parents just took me to the Rolling Stones concert in Buffalo, and that was awesome. My whole family went. They paid for all of us to go just because it was like 
that thing that we all did together was rock and roll music. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think you see a lot of those multi-generational, like, you know, people with their kids and even grandkids in some places at the Springsteen concerts. Um, Kristen, you were telling me before you started that you also, you know, were familiar with Springsteen going back to it to a young age. Yeah, when I was younger, my uncle used to play Bruce Springsteen all the time, all throughout the house, whether he was cleaning, whether the family was over, whether we were just hanging out. So I know of him. I wouldn't personally probably listen to him myself alone, but I do appreciate his music. Okay, You didn't get sick of hearing Bruce Springsteen songs played all the time when you were younger? (laughs) Surprisingly not, but I know that his kids got sick of it, so they refused to listen. But okay, great, uh, Mark Peralta. I think you joined us after we started. Um, just asking yeah. people. I mean, are you uh, much of a fan of Bruce Springsteen or familiar with his music? Um, I'm sorry to say, I'm not really a fan or familiar with his music. Okay, who um, you know, who are some of the performers that that do appeal to you? Um, in rock and roll. Um, like I've listened. Just to just in music in general. So. Music in general. Um, yeah. Like, I have a great, like, um, appreciation for, like, classic rock and, like, old school, like, 60s rock. Like, um, like you know, like Little Richard and, like, mm-hmm. of course, uh, everybody knows always. And, you know, of course, I have appreciations for, like, you know. Um, yeah. Well, like those are Jeremy. some great performers. Yeah. Yeah. So and, in fact. Like Okay, and those those are actually, I think, some of the performers that that influenced you know Springsteen um, back when, you know, he was performing like in um in a, in a bar, you know, basically before he made it big was you know playing the bar circuit, probably playing a lot of those old classic rock songs from the '60s. So um, I want to move ahead to um, stories that people are working on for next week when you know we're going to be on break, but next Monday is. Um, February 29th, a date that only happens um, every four years. Um, it's, it's leap year. That's known as leap day. And everybody is you know, working either individually or, or, or in teams uh, on different projects. And, you know, Hannah and Kristen, you know, I know you're working on um, one of the leap day traditions or um, customs. And So, Hannah, can you just explain what the um, question is that you, know, you and Kristen, and I think there may be one other member of your team, I think Jackson, is working on with you. Yeah, we did work with uh, Jackson as well. Um, we just kind of went around and asked um, about a specific custom, which was on Leap Day around the world, there's a tradition that women are allowed to oppose the men. So it kind of breaks that social norm, and we thought it was interesting, and we wanted to ask people around campus if they would feel comfortable doing that or what they thought of it or if they would want someone to propose to them if they were a guy, if they would want a, a woman to propose to them, or if they're a woman, would they be comfortable doing that? And we got some mixed reactions. It was a pretty even bag of people being supportive but not comfortable doing it and people being so for it or a couple that were totally against it and that would never, they said that they would say no if they were dating someone, if they were dating a girl for a really long time and she proposed to them, that they would say no because it was something that they wanted to do themselves. And it was an, it was just an interesting bag of reactions. Yeah, Kristen, were you surprised by the reactions? I mean, as Hannah said, some people were very vehement that you know, even if they were dating somebody, they wouldn't accept a proposal. Yeah, I was really surprised, especially to hear that because I don't really, I personally don't see the difference in 
who asks who as long as it actually happens. So that was surprising to me. I think that with the girls, when their reactions were kind of mixed too, they said that they were they were a little hesitant about agreeing to do it, but they all seemed to be on board with doing it anyway, even though it made them a little uncomfortable because at the end of the day, it really only matters as long as you are with the person you love. So. Yeah, okay. And that, that story, you know, actually we're going to post all these Leap Day stories, you know, next week on Leap Day and th- throughout the week. So, um, again, if people want to see what, what folks actually said, you can, you know, check the out the website next week. Um, Amelia, I know you've been working on, on a Leap Day story, too, and um, I know you either, I think you're working on, um, well, either news or politics. Um, my um, memory's um, um, politics. Not, not quite working this hour in the morning. Can you tell us about the story you're working on? Sure. Um, well, I actually didn't get the interviews for our story yet, but we'll probably continue to be working on ours. We've noticed that um, over the past four years, the um, party of the mayor in the city of Olean shifted from Democratic to, and is now currently Republican. So uh, one of the girls that I was working with on the story talked to the Republican mayor just to ask, you know, why he thought there was a shift um, and, you know, how it's changed in the past four years. And then we're hoping to still reach out to the former mayor who was a Democrat um, just to see what she thought of it, um, why she thought, you know, it was due to her party that, the Repu- you know, it shifted or if it was due to things they stood for, things like that, just to see the political shift in the local area over the last four years. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. As, as you noted, you know, it was kind of an upset, as I recall, four years ago when, um, you know, the, the power shifted in Olean from a Democratic mayor to a Republican mayor. Um, and we're also looking at pop culture. You know, Marga, I know you've been working, you know, with Vinny and Owen on, um, I think, the, the you know, Gangnam video and some other things. Can you talk a little bit about what's changed mm-hmm. in pop culture over the last four years? Um, I'll say what's changed is the way we, like, consume pop culture, definitely. Like, even though it's been, like, um, for the most part, we're still, like, media-based. I mean, like, internet-based and, for the most part, apps and our mobile and phones and tablets. But like um, I say, we progress more further in the, into that, and you know I feel like when it comes to like social media, like the loss of like um, you know like MySpace and like the growth of Facebook and the newcomers like Snapchat and you know the growth of of Twitter and others, you know um, I feel like the way that um, I guess as a whole pop culture, like. <clears throat> the way we consume it, I feel like is in an easier, like, on-the-go type of method. And it's everywhere now. Yeah, we. I think when, when you, your group first started looking into this, it was kind of surprising to realize that some things which, you know, we take for granted now weren't even around four years ago. And it shows you just how quickly, you know, social media, like a new app or, or program catches on and, like, like Snapchat, which is relatively new, certainly wasn't around four years ago. Is now, you know, one of the most you know popular platforms out there. So, um, we have one leap day story, which actually um, not, none of you are working on, but I kind of would like to to end the show, you know, getting your thoughts on that. You know, two of our students are looking at um, should leap day be a holiday, um, and you know, one is there. I think they're working on opinion pieces. One arguing in favor of it being a holiday, you know, one against it. So just kind of. You know, go through everybody. And Mark, since I had you on the line, um, we'll start with you. Do you think Leap Day should be a holiday? Um, I don't think it should be a holiday, honestly. I feel like 
if it was, it would be like a type of holiday that people would probably take for since like it would come like every four years or so, or because I know it doesn't come like very often. So I feel like um, I wouldn't say it's irrelevant, but I just say it would be something that people would definitely take for granted and not really like engage in. Okay, sounds good. Um, Kristen, what are your thoughts? I actually think that it should be a holiday only because it does come every four years. And for me, it's more of like a personal preference because I know three people that were born on leap year. So a ton of them don't know when to celebrate their birthday. And I think that it would be a lot cooler if we did have a holiday. I mean, I'm not really sure what we would do in order to celebrate it, but I think that it should be. Yeah, it, it's something, you know, unique and, you know, whether or not it, you know, certainly not of the stature of some of the national holidays, but just, you know, something yeah. to make note of because, you know, it only happens every four years and you, you get people, like you said, who are either born on Leap Day. We have someone else working on a story about a couple that was married on Leap Day and it, you know, just makes for some interesting dynamics. Um, Hannah, where, where do you stand on, I was going to say issue, it's not really an issue, but, you know, on, you know, making Leap Day a holiday. Um, you know, I'm not really sure. Honestly, I think my first gut reaction is to say, yeah, why not? Because we have so many random holidays. We have National Donut Day and National This Day. Like, eh, why not? Like, make it a holiday. Like, every every day of the year you could find, like, National This Day. I think this Wednesday is National, uh, like, Nacho Chip Day, something to that effect. So, like, things like that. You're like, okay, well, cool. So, I'm not really sure what exactly you would do on Leap Day. Like maybe it has to be with frogs, but <laughs> you know, it's it's just it comes once before every four years. And like Kristen said, people do have their birthdays and get married on this day, so why not? Yeah, actually, when you're going through all those odd observances, you reminded me that one of our other professors here, Mike Jones Kelly, you know, mentioned to me the other day that there's actually one of those observances. It's leave a zucchini on your neighbor's porch day. So. Uh, yeah. So they really get creative with things like that. So, um, Amelia, I, I tend to, you know, end with the same person who we started with. We started off talking about Greg Mitchell and Bruce Springsteen, but we're going to, you know, end talking about Leap Day. Um, where do you come down on the question of uh, Leap Day as a holiday? Um, I would say I per se disagree, but I don't necessarily see it as a required day off. I think it should be something that can be celebrated, something fun. You know, it's kind of a light holiday in terms of it doesn't have like a serious, um, you know, historical meaning or something behind it. But I don't necessarily see it as something that we have to require, you know, schools or workplaces to um, not be open that day. Okay. Well, great. Well, thank um, each of you for your opinions, for sharing some thoughts about the stories, you know, you're working on. Um, as I mentioned a couple of times, the Leap Day stories, the ones that the people on the call are working on, and some of the other ones all will be up on our site, tap into greateroleon.net. Uh, next week, um, Amelia Kibbe's story on Greg Mitchell and Bruce Springsteen is up there now. Um, so, Amelia, Kristen, Hannah, Mark, thanks for joining me. Um, and whoever is listening, thank you. Uh, we're probably going to skip the po our weekly podcast next week because it is midterm break, but um, thank you for listening. We'll be back again uh, the week after next with another podcast. My name is Rich Lee. You've been listening to a podcast from St. Bonaventure University uh, with students from the tapintegratoreolean.net website.